Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have an awesome guest on the line this week. He's an absolute rock star uh, in the space of what he does. And I know I say that about everyone, but this person actually has the stats to, to back it up. He's got some really cool um, stories and some statistics. So we'll, um, we'll dive into them. But without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Oscar Garcia. Oscar, how are you? Good, good, Donald. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on here. And I'm happy to for all the listeners out there to, to give as much advice as I can. And hopefully some of it sticks. And uh, again, just really happy to be here and get this going. Awesome. Well, Oscar, we like to start this podcast off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think it all goes back to, you know, uh, Henry Thoreau, who said, most men live lives of quiet desperation. And I think as someone who's left the nine to five, as someone who's currently living out of a van and traveling the country, <laughs> it's about taking risks and, you know, going out and, and seeing what, what you're really capable of and how much value you can put out there. And knowing that there is a cookie cutter system in place that you can live your life. And to most people, that's acceptable. But then there are those who are renegades, like yourself and myself, and even those that are listening and want to become renegades, where they want to create their own path. And, you know, I know there's a voice in the back of your head that's like, hey, man, you can do it. Go for it. And the reality is like, yeah, you should. And there's plenty of people out there in the world that are willing to help you, like John and myself and plenty of others. And the system is out there, right? The training is out there. It's all there for you. It's just a matter of you taking that step and taking action. Love that. Super inspiring. And for everyone listening, <laughs> what I recommend doing, actually, I'll, I'll give a bit of a spoiler. One of the reasons why I've yeah. got Oscar on here is because um, he had he helped a course creator have a really successful month of, up to about $70,000 and he helps us and we'll get into what he does in a sec. But the, the point I'm getting at here, what I recommend doing is um, jump on Oscar's email list. I'll put the link down in the show notes, but it's, it's pretty easy. It's oscarmgarcia.com and he will give you tips on, on you know, what he kind of does there. But let's dive into you, Oscar. If you can explain kind of, kind of go both ways, kind of say what it is you do. And then also like yeah. the, the successful course creator that you work with. Tell us a little bit about both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my, my kind of career is different from most um, internet marketed teachers, if you will, because I essentially don't have anything to sell. Like I don't have an actual course myself, but I do have clients and I've worked with clients in the past that have courses and I've generally helped them. Number one, drive traffic either through Facebook, YouTube, or Google ads and convert that traffic normally through a low ticket sales funnel and then scale their business with high ticket offers in the back end. And so I've been doing this for about the past seven years and I find myself in a position where, you know, essentially I don't necessarily take on client work unless um, I choose to, uh, because now I operate three businesses that are all independent of each other, where I'm actually implementing marketing. Because at the end of the day, I'm a marketing nerd. I just love psychology. I love the sales and all that kind of stuff. And so I like doing that stuff in my own businesses. And what I do through 
essentially my Oscar M. Garcia website through my brand is just teach others how to be successful. So essentially I test out the marketing tactics and the strategy. I learn, I guinea pig everything. And then I come and give, you know, my followers the best stuff. So that way they can help or they can implement it into their business and essentially help them. And so I've been doing that for about the past two years. COVID kind of really forced me into that position and it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, but I mean, you've named it. I've done it pretty much everything from virtual summits to challenges to workshops to all kinds of different things Um, but essentially i love the idea of leveraging your knowledge for income you know where i can't clone you but i can help you clone your knowledge and by doing that we can go from a one-to-one to to a one-to-many and then therefore leveraging your one-to-one at a at a very high value high tier position where you start generating that freedom that you actually want Yes, love that. And then the um, the online course business that you helped recently, I believe that was a, a soccer training course. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, or football in, in your world. Yeah. <laughs> not, sure what it, not sure what it's called, right? But it's uh, yeah. it, it's funny. Yeah, it was um, it was a uh, he was my first client. I met him when I was at the university um, studying marketing. And, um, you know, we, we became great friends because he ran a program called the Corporate Mentor Program, which was meant for first generation college students to get connected with mentors in the local area. And so over the course of getting my degree, we became really good friends. And I went into the corporate world and did that whole thing for two years. And when I was getting ready to jump ship, he came to me and said, you know what, I have this idea because he's been a sports and conditioning person for about 20 years and he just loves playing soccer. And he kind of looked at it as a way of like, how can I make P90X, but for soccer, mm-hmm. essentially giving soccer players the ability to train at home um, and actually get some pretty amazing results. So at the time, I'm like, well, listen, I'm ready to pull out my 401k. You know, if you have in a spare bedroom, I'm moving with you and we'll figure it out. <laughs> and he was like, let's go ahead. Let's do it. So, yeah. So um, at the time, I was a project manager for a large department store here in the U.S. called Macy's. And um, I decided to jump ship. I put in my two weeks notice, pulled out my 401k, moved in with him. And then I got to work and I left the nine to five to essentially work, you know, from eight to eight (laughs) all day, just relearning marketing because I got a degree in marketing. But let's be honest, I didn't know anything about sales. I didn't know anything about sales funnels. I didn't know anything about the psychology of selling. None of that. All of that came from a lot of trial and error and running up my credit cards and almost picking up a side job and just pulling out my hair and gaining weight and all that kind of stuff. But eventually, after eight months, we had built a six-figure business. And within two years, it was making half a million dollars. And then now it's at the point where we've had essentially one ad. And this is very rare. I don't want people listening to assume that this is like going to happen to everybody. But we had a very rare scenario where we had one ad just run for two years straight that constantly produced results. And this was producing, you know, in a good month, upwards of $70,000 to the business from a low ticket sales fund. Wow. Okay. Let's dive into that a little bit because you threw out some yeah. numbers there and like I kind of yeah. got them, but I'm sure for most people, it's going to be kind of going over their, their heads a little bit here. So when yeah. you started, you had a six mm-hmm. figure kind of income or that the business was making six figures from online courses. Is that right? No, it was at zero. We started oh, from scratch. Okay. All we had, yeah. yeah, all we had was a logo. Um, we had an iLogo and, I, and, a, and an idea. And so essentially the person that I worked with had already put in money and built out a course, a pretty nice course. Mm-hmm. It was professionally shot, but he had no idea of how to sell it. Mm-hmm. And so the the price point that he came in at at first, we didn't know if it was going to be too high for the market. Yeah. And so of course, 
you know, we went online and we started like Googling how to make money online. And so we got into this whole realm of funnels. And then obviously you get, you know, bombarded by Russell Brunson and click funnels and all this other kind of training. Right. And so we were just like, okay, well, all these people are claiming to have awesome success. Let's just, you know, harvest what they're doing and then replicate the results. And so after a lot of trial and error, and what I mean by that is like, the first landing page that I ever created, the first time I launched it probably had about a 3% conversion. And I did maybe about 98 different split tests, 93 to 98 different split tests until I got it to convert at 30%. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah. thought you were going to say um, it took you 98 times to get it to 3%. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it even went down to like 1%. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. we're driving traffic here. We're paying for this traffic and we're not seeing any return. And so it's like many businesses, when they're in that position, the easiest thing to do is just turn off ads. Mm. But the double-edged sword is that if you do that, you stop testing the quality of your offer and your messaging. So you kind of have to just, you know, white knuckle it for a little bit and then realize that the more you're spending, the more you got to start testing. And Mm. by doing that, you'll get to the point where you're converting at 30%. And so once we started converting at 30%, and by the way, it was just changing like one word on the landing page that actually got us to convert at that. Wow. It then opened the gates and start converting at 50 and 70% from cold traffic. Let's even just stop yeah. there for a sec, Oscar. Let me just get my hair on this yeah. thing before. So when you're saying yeah. converting, was this a purchase? Was this an opt-in? What was the kind of... What this was, was an opt-in. So yeah, this was an opt-in. So we were sending people from essentially a Facebook ad. We were advertising a free workout gotcha. and we were sending them to a landing page to opt-in for that workout. And so in the beginning, you know, just looking at YouTube videos and what was happening in the market, a lot of people were using the term footwork drills, you know, and that's, you know, we thought, okay, well, if that's what they're using, let's just use that copy onto the, onto the landing page and it should work. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were slowly building the email list and we got very proactive in making sure that we would reach out to the people who were subscribing and asking them, Hey, so what are your biggest challenges and what's going on? And so by doing that, we realized that a lot of people were just using the term playing with confidence or confidence or ball control and confidence. And so we realized that it's not necessarily footwork drills that they're looking for. It's being able to play with confidence on the ball. So all we did was add those words into (laughs) essentially the landing page and then the floodgates opened. And so once they started opting in, on the landing page, right? It was converting at 30% and 50% and 70% from cold traffic. And then after that, we then sent them to a low ticket offer, which was a 30 day program uh, for $27 that was converting at the time at around 25%. Gotcha. Okay. Let me get my head around some of this a little bit more as well. Um, mm-hmm. Now, even if we go back to those times there, yeah. actually, how long ago was this actually? It was about a year ago. It's still, oh, the okay. funnel is still active. Yeah. yeah so, uh, right now we're testing different tra- traffic strategies, but about a year goes when everything is kind of really firing on all cylinders. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's run with that. So let's say a year ago, the goal was essentially, all right, cool. Let's run a Facebook ad. Let's get people mm-hmm. to opt in for this free thing. And then the mm-hmm. upsell on the, on the back end of it is $27. Was that the, the final overview kind of thing? Yeah. So there's still a, a step that was missing, which was the actual upsell. So the whole funnel in, in its entirety was, um, here's a Facebook ad that goes yep. to a landing page yep. for a free workout. Yep. Once they opted in, they got a 30-day at-home training program for $27. Yep. And then if they bought that, we then sold a 147 um, training program that was kind of like a 90-day that combined soccer training on the ball with actual fitness. Gotcha. Okay. So it was just a three-step funnel from landing page sale to upsell. 
We didn't have an order bump or anything like that. And that's pretty much the funnel we're still running today. And that was the funnel. It, it's been modified a little bit. We've added an order bump and some down sales as well. Yeah. But at that time, we were just running that three-step funnel. Gotcha. And was it all like on the front end? Was it right? I, I walked into this free thing. Great. I get the free thing. Paul, here's the $27 thing. I buy that. Straight away, I see a page 147. I buy that. Or was there email follow-ups as well? How did that side of things work? Yeah, no. So most of it was just front of funnel. We didn't actually really have a back end at all because, you know, what they teach in the marketing space is that you got to have a high end ticket for, for, you know, for back end kind of stuff. Right. And so for us, it made it, it seemed easier to create different products because we solely focused on one facet, one problem at the time. Mm -hmm. And we knew that, okay, if you're a soccer player, you got to figure out how to shoot the ball, um, how maybe how to be a goalie, maybe how to, you know, take defenders one-on-one -on -one and things like that. So what we ended up doing was, we added a survey into our email automation. Um, and that survey was pretty much using Ryan Levesque's ask method. And so it's a great book. I highly recommend you can skip the first half. The second half is where all the meat is, <laughs> but um, we implemented that survey. Uh, and we just pretty much asked you like, Hey, when it comes to playing with more confidence, you know, what's your biggest challenge at the moment. And we got people giving us a whole list. Like I think at, at, to this day, we have about 15,000 responses and it's mm -hmm. just continuing to, to get that right. So even though we have a list of around 100,000 people, not everyone opens up that survey, but the people that do, they're the ones that are giving us all the gold. So we just look at that survey and we're like, okay, well, we need to create a new program to increase sales. Let's just pull from the survey. And we did that. So then we got into the rhythm of doing like product launches. And right. then once we did a product launch, we would then add that to an email automation on the back end that was all automatized. Right. So the welcome sequence was just simple. Hey, here's your workout. Then we had maybe three emails of value. Um, and then we would send out an email with multiple links like, hey, what is it? What's something you want to improve on next? Is it your 1v1? Is it, I don't know, your goalie? Is it et cetera, et cetera? And then depending on what they clicked on that link, it would then enter them into a different email sequence. Gotcha. Smart. Yeah. Okay. I'm impressed. I'm opting into your email <laughs> list as soon as we get off the um, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> that all makes sense. So question here, Oscar. I yeah. love that. That sounds so cool. Uh, now, it does sound different to what a lot of the, the kind of gurus are saying, right? Now, yeah. Yeah. question on this, on that. So it looks like, um, answer this how you can, but in a nutshell, yeah. I'm curious about like for every dollar you're kind of putting in Facebook ads, you know, if you're selling a $27, $147 thing, do you know those stats? If you put for every $1 in, you get X amount back? Yeah. So when we were running it, like, uh, well, before iOS 14, yeah. <laughs> before <laughs> that, uh, essentially, we were putting in about a dollar and getting anywhere from about 5 to $9 back. It was wow. a pretty significant ROI. Yeah, it was pretty great. So we were able to scale fairly rapidly. Uh, I remember the first time I ever met with, you know, someone who was big in the space, um, they, they told us that our biggest problem was that we're not spending enough. And, you yeah. know, I was shocked because like when you're first running ads, you don't know if you're yeah. actually doing good. You're just kind of <laughs> like, well, I'm putting money, I'm making money, but like, I don't know, can, can I start scaling? What happens? Right. And so mm. they were like, yeah, your, your biggest problem is that you're just not spending enough. So once we started spending more, we started making more and like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so now though, it's a little bit different with iOS 14, because a lot of the targeting options have been removed, yeah. um, which has hurt essentially the, the, the targeting and, and the, and the pixeling. So we've started to kind of switch up the entire strategy and use more videos now because we're realizing that if we, we use Facebook, if we use Facebook to capture Facebook data, the results tend to be a whole lot better.
Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So what that means is like, for example, advertising a video and then creating an audience based on who watched that video and then retargeting them to then join the list. So the numbers, because our, our the lag is essentially a, an extra step, it's taking a little longer for us to get to where we were, which means it's costing us a little bit more. So now we're probably at a $1 into $4 out as opposed to what we were, what we were before. Gotcha. Still great though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've done a lot of work in the Facebook ad space. I would love that. And that's all passive, right? That's not a phone call. That's not a yeah. console. That's like you put um, uh, $10,000 on Facebook ads this month. You're going to make $40,000 back ideally kind of thing with yeah. passively, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. We don't have any calls. We don't do any sales, any, any in-person sales like that. It's literally all automated. So we, we try to remove ourselves as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing. Question yeah. on that. How much? We've actually, actually, yeah, you sorry, sorry, Donald, go ahead. No, 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 you go, you go. I was just going to say that just this week, we actually thought about doing a high ticket sale mm. uh, or a high ticket offer, I should say, where we actually invite players to come and work with our team one-on-one for a couple of days, kind of like a VIP experience. Yeah. Um, and so we've, I mean, we've never done it before in the seven years we've been doing this. So we figured, why not? Let's see what happens. And so I think with that, because it is going to be a high ticket, we're probably thinking about more than, than 5,000 um, yeah. for that. Cause we're including like hotel dinner and paying for the staff and all that. Um, we're going to have to be doing some in-person calls. So that's something new for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's been mostly automated. That's awesome. And it's, it's good. I think to have a good automated base because they're kind of like, all right, well, I'm making X amount of dollars doing, I shouldn't say nothing, but you know, as, as passively as possible. I'm making X amount of dollars. Great. Now what I want to, what do I want to do with my time? Okay, great. Now I want to offer a higher end service. Hey, I'm going to charge what I yeah. want because I don't really need that money. You know, I've got this money coming right. in that's keeping me comfortable. So if I want yeah. to take that next step, I can charge what I do. I don't need to worry about, you know, getting X amount of clients in. So I think that's that's great. Question, I don't know, if you, know, I don't know if you know these stats, um, Oscar. So mm-hmm. do you know your cost per lead at the moment? Our cost per lead at the moment is $2.50. Uh, right now, we don't really track our cost per click. Yeah. Um, our average order value is around $74.75. Depends on the day, yeah. uh, but it's generally in the 70s. Um, and then so our cost per purchase is around, I think at la- I checked the numbers this morning. It was at $25. So not necessarily 4X return, but still, I would say we're happy with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. for the people listening, it's kind of like, it's funny. Like I was speaking to someone, like a, a face-to-face gym owner, and they were like, yeah, yeah, I only want to run Facebook ads if I can get a, a four times ROI. And I'm kind of like, what, you wouldn't yeah. run with a, you wouldn't run with a two times ROI? Like, why not? Like, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah you know no, I mean? it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's just your, your mentality and how you approach ads. Like the whole thing is that, you know, when you're running ads, it's an investment. And so it's like, look, you don't have to run ads. You can do things organically, but just realize that you are paying with your time. Yeah. And the thing is that 
the, the beauty of ads is that you test your offer faster. And by mm-hmm. being able to test your offer faster, you can learn and adapt faster. You can change your messaging. You can change your offer. You can change your positioning a whole lot quicker to get to the end result faster, right? And the thing is that at the end of the day, what I'm really looking for is that if I can put in a dollar, I can get a dollar out. Yeah. And the great thing about having a sales funnel and like there's a, there's a big debate between low ticket and high ticket funnels, right? Like most people that want to do high ticket will do a webinar. The thing with that is that that's all fine and dandy as long as you have a cushion of cash flow coming in. Because the thing is that like a webinar takes a lot of resources to put together, whereas a low ticket offer, you can quickly change things faster, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm all about the low ticket offer. And you can systematically look at your low ticket offer and figure out what your conversion rates are for each each you know point mm-hmm. in your funnel, whether it's your landing page, your checkout page, your sales page, or whatever. And you can work the numbers backwards to effectively know what your cost per click, what your cost per lead, what your average order value is to ensure profitability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think a lot of people that are just afraid of running ads just don't know their numbers. Yeah. You know? Okay. So that's, that's a, there's a couple of things I want to dive on there because it's really good. <laughs> Let's go back. So, yeah. And I was trying to do that in my head. I'm like, I want to see Oscar's number here. So Let's say if we put that in perspective, it looks like you're getting leads for about $2.50. Do you know how many of those leads purchased that first $27? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Um, let's see. So I got twenty five percent from the sales. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm, just, I'm trying to. Yeah. So no, no, you do you do the math and see if you can. Yeah. So I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the way it works is I know I'm getting on a good day about forty percent conversion from the landing page to the sales page. On the sales page, I'm getting about a 25% conversion from sales page to checkout page. Gotcha. That doesn't mean that they've purchased. That just means that they clicked the button oh. and went to the checkout page. Okay. Right. Yeah. On the checkout page, I'm getting anywhere from a 40 to a 60% conversion rate. So mm-hmm. if I'm generating 100 leads, I'll get 25 to go to the checkout page. Yeah. And out of those 25, at least half of them are buying. So mm-hmm. let's say 10 or 15 yeah okay beautiful because yeah. they're the yeah. numbers i like where it's kind of like all right cool right. you know he's getting yeah he puts um you know he gets 10 people in there you know right mm-hmm. he spent 25 bucks on ads but he's going to get at least one of those people is going to buy he makes his 25 back you know he's yeah. broken even he's got 10 leads yeah. free and then you know a percentage of them are going to buy that upsell there anyway so i think that yeah absolutely and then the beauty of it is that like even if that funnel, even if they don't buy, because let's be honest, not everyone is in a position to buy right away from you, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you have your email automation on the back end to recapture them. And then if you have like a pretty defined system, which takes you know time to develop, you get it to a point where you know you're going to hit a pain point eventually. And they're going to go and say, you know what? I think it's time for me to take the next step. Let's do this with these people. And then they're going to convert, you know? So it's one of those things where I want my front end to be at least break even. It's making money right now. Great. But I want to at least generate customers for free. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, 
uh, and then worry about you know actually profiting on the back end. No, that, that's great. I think that's a really good uh, message for everyone listening on this podcast. Facebook yeah. ads isn't always uh, like great. Oscar's making a four times ROI at the moment. That's great. <laughs> um, but if you can get leads for free doing nothing, that's great because then you build yeah. your, your back end. And then an email is pretty simple, even if it's not automated. Even if you are manually sending out an email every week or a couple of emails every week, that's still pretty yeah. leverage, right? So I think that's, that's yeah. a, a great way to look at it here. You know, it's an interesting discussion here in terms of, of Facebook ads, right? Because Oscar, mm-hmm. I think you're bang on, Oscar, when you kind of said, hey, you know, you can do it organically, but it's going to mm-hmm. take forever. You know, you can jump yeah. on Facebook and post in Facebook groups and add friends on Facebook and, you know, connect with people on LinkedIn. Um, it is going to mm-hmm. take a lot longer. It's obviously quicker if you do it on Facebook ads. Now, mm-hmm. answer this question how you like, because it could be a tricky one. Let's say if yeah. someone's just kind of starting off in the online course space, would mm-hmm. you recommend? My take is I feel you need to get to like a, a certain level organically first, right? You don't just start from yeah. absolutely zero. And, I guess you could start from zero and throw in yeah. ads on, but then you're going to blow through money pretty quick learning. Well, mm-hmm. I'd just love to hear your take on that. Would you recommend, let's say someone's listening, I'll, I'll give you a hypothetical, right? Someone's listening mm-hmm. to this, they've put together, let's call it rugby. They've put together a rugby um, program, right? We thought, um, we thought about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go, right? So yeah, they've, they've put together a, a rugby program. They haven't yeah. had kind of anyone go through the course. They haven't tested any pain points. Would you go straight to Facebook ads or would you do a little bit organically first? What's, what's your take on that? I would actually do, um, and this is the exact same strategy. And I, I, I didn't, we didn't go into it when I first started talking, but I'll show the exact same strategy that we did. Um, it, it's a 50-50 split. So most people, when they approach um, like organic, right, they think about, okay, let me open up like an Instagram, a TikTok, yeah. and let me start producing loads of content. But then they quickly realize that no matter how much they post, they don't gain followers, Mm. right? So what's interesting is that, like, to me, the only true way to grow organically through social media is to engage. And that's a very slow, slow way of doing it. It's a great way of doing it, but it's very slow. Um, So I'm always going to recommend that if you have a product that can solve someone's problem, you should put money behind it Mm. and advertise. However, that doesn't mean that it's solely about having a funnel and, and just sending people to a funnel. Now, don't get me wrong. You should definitely have a funnel in place before you run ads. But something that really helped us in the soccer space was that we created a blog, a blog post said what your soccer coach won't tell you. Okay. And this blog post, (laughs) (laughs) you can almost substitute that with so many different things, right? What your music wouldn't tell you, you know, what your um, jujitsu teacher wouldn't wouldn't tell you. Right. Right. So, and, and like, it just came about from like, you know, essentially, you know, my business partner at the time, he was just frustrated with at least the soccer system in the U S it isn't set up how it is maybe in Europe or South America. It's just a very paid, uh, it's a play to pay system, pay to play, sorry, (laughs) system. And there's just a lot, a lot of stuff that goes with it. Right. So we're like, you know what, let's kind of jab the soccer community a little bit. And this is why, you know, having such a passionate market is great because, you know, you can kind of, it is a little bit clickbaity. However, the, the angle that we approached was with, your soccer coach is not going to tell you that they need you to do the work outside of practice, right? They're, they're there to help you, but they can only help you so, so much. It's up to you to own your development. And here's how to do that with our free workout kind of thing, right? So that, that was the structure of the blog post. 
So what we did was that we wrote the blog, but then we used the blog as an advertisement. We promoted it on Facebook and that generated a ton of clicks, a ton of comments, a ton of engagement. People were sharing the article. I mean, it, it was nuts. <laughs> I think it, you know, I think it would, it could have been considered viral and that grew our list exponentially. Yeah. And then once we had that blog post going, you know, it was very easy to build credibility with so many other factors. And without a doubt, that definitely helped out our paid traffic because since that article was being advertised to the same interests and audiences mm-hmm. that we were advertising our straight, you know, straight to funnel ad, people yeah. were seeing it and they were like, okay, you know what? I read the article. I opted in. Let me see this ad. Let me click on it. And so the two kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So regardless whether you go organic or paid, my belief is that at the, at the very core, you'd have your sales funnel in place and then figure out effective ways of bringing people into your funnel. So that doesn't mean having a, a year-long calendar with a ton of content where you're going to overwork and overkill yourself. It means finding one piece of content that's really going to resonate with your market in a kind of curious way, and then using that, leveraging that to build the knowledge, to build the trust, to build the, you know, what, what did it say? No like and trust factor to yeah. build that, but at the same time, making it easy for your other paid app to kind of penetrate and get greater reach. Gotcha. And I'll, I'll share a takeaway I got from that, Oscar, which is essentially... Yeah. Um, and you hit on it earlier as well. You're paying either way. With ads, you're paying with money. With organic, mm-hmm. you're paying with time. Right now, obviously, yeah. there's extremes of that. If you've got absolutely mm-hmm. no money, okay, you know, well, you got to spend your time. Just know you spend your time. You know, on the other right. end, you got no time, but you got money. Okay, well, you know, it's an easy option. Yeah, there. Um, where it kind of gets interesting is if you're in the middle, you know, it's kind of like, eh, I got yeah. a bit of time, I got a bit of money. What, what <laughs> saying, Oscar, is essentially, oh, I got, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of each. You know, what I'm essentially hearing you saying, Oscar, is, hey, you know, don't be afraid to invest in Facebook ads. Even if you don't make the money back straight away on the front end, it's an investment. You're learning something. Yeah. You're going to get some people through there. And yeah, you can ask them some questions. You're going to learn what works. You're going to learn what doesn't work, which is, which is fine as well. <laughs> Um, and yeah. if you do that on ads, it'll just be done a lot quicker than if you did it organically. You know, like imagine that strategy there organically. Okay, great. I've got a blog. Now I'm going to post it every single week on my Facebook thing to say it's going to hit the same people. It's yeah, going to yeah, boring, yeah. you know, but ads is it is definitely <laughs> there. So, any insights on that? Is that how you look at it? Yeah. And, and the thing is that, like, you know, um, specifically with this client, right, Renegade Soccer Training, you know, we only have about four blogs in total. <laughs> on the website yeah, since yeah. we started in seven years. Um, but whenever we create those blogs, we know that it's going to get people to say, to think about things in a different way, right? We're, we're instantly grabbing their attention. So we, we, we write headlines to, to capture their attention first and then really deliver on the value and then invite them into our email list. And the thing is that like, you know, if you're in that position where you're deciding whether you want to go organic or, or paid, I think the best thing is just, just start, just take action. Because like, if you are scared of running Facebook ads or ads in general, with like TikTok, YouTube, whatever, you need to, you're not going to understand what it actually is until you start getting your feet wet, yeah. you know? Um, and that's one of the best ways. And let me tell you, if you want to learn, you're going to learn quick by doing paid ads. <laughs> you'll, you'll learn a whole lot faster because, you know, and, and this is coming from someone who used to do SEO, you know, and that's how I essentially paid my way through college. And, you know, SEO takes three to six months. And so most businesses don't have three to six months to survive. Mm. You know, you got to get cash flow fast. So it's one of those things. It's, it's a double-edged sword again, in terms of figuring out, okay, you know what, if you have a couple bucks, let's say you have a hundred bucks, mm. right? I would definitely put some of that into, into some Facebook ads for mm. sure. Uh, because you might turn that hundred into 200. Yeah. And then from there, 
you start to scale. Like, you know, when, when we made half a million dollars in our second year, we spent about $220,000 in ads, but we didn't have $220,000 at the beginning. <laughs> you know, we only had about like a hundred. And then as we started to scale, we kept just reinvesting that money back into the campaign. And then over the course of a year, that's when the margin started to kick in. And then, you know, you know, that's the end of the story, but it's one of those things where you just have to get started. And it's a, it's a butterfly effect. The one small little ripple, you know, three, four months down the road is going to create a big ripple where you're reaping all the benefits. Yeah. Well, there's a few good things like that. Have you heard the vending machine example, Oscar? No, I haven't. What's that? It's well, it's, um, this is how I got into Facebook ads. Someone explained it as like the vending machine. And they were like, they asked the question, you know, what's a lot of money to spend on Facebook ads and that different answers. Um, but then the presenter yeah. was like, all right, let me ask you a question. If you put a $1 coin, in Australia, we have $1 coins. I think you have notes. Okay. In but in Australia, you have $1 yeah, coin, yeah. right? If you put a $1 coin into a vending machine and it spits out $2, two $1 coins, what are you going to do? Mm. It'd probably be a smart idea to, you know, keep one of those put $1 it back coins. In. <laughs> yeah, put that other $1 in back, you know? And then you get, yeah. you know, put, $1, put, it, put it in back, you know? And let's say you yeah, did yeah. that 100 times. Right? Did you spend a hundred bucks on Facebook ads, or did you just spend that one dollar a hundred times? And I was like, "That's I, a good point." You know, if you could just get that, standard. I love that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to steal that. <laughs> it's a good one, right? It's a good one. And it's yeah, it's like, great. Did that I like it. There. Did you spend two hundred and twenty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, or did you spend the same hundred dollars? You know, um, two hundred exactly. Times? And it's kind of, and, exactly. and the, the thing I like about Facebook ads is just that scalability side of things. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. you're mucking around organically now. It's very hard to create a, a new YouTube video and get double as many people watching it. But on Facebook, yeah. ads, and, and it's not yeah. always like that on Facebook ads as well, but like in the ideal world, okay, great. This ad's running. Let me put some more dollars behind mm -hmm. it. Some more dollars. Mm -hmm. put more dollars. So I, I love that. Um, yeah. but hey, let's, let's move on from here, Oscar. And now I'm curious okay. about some of the course kind of things there. So okay. uh, um, what does your tech stack look like? What what kind of you know platform are you using? What email marketing are you using? What, what do you do? Absolutely. So, so this might rub people the wrong way, but I'm not a fan of all-in-one systems. So <laughs> um, um, I've tried a lot. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for, for quite a while and through multiple clients in different industries. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've used them all. Kartra, Kajabi, Teachable, Thinkific, whatever. Um, and there comes a certain point where you want to co do cool things in your business and those things just can't do it. And there's no kind of API integration. There's no workaround for it. You just got to wait until the developer team kind of comes into play. Um, not only that, but then it's also kind of like over the long run, those services will tend to cost a whole lot longer. So my tech stack at the moment is very discombobulated, but it runs the way I run it to run. It does exactly what I need it to. And it's the best <laughs> for me. <laughs> so essentially, you know, most websites that I run are, are running off WordPress and we use Thrive Themes to build the funnels. So um, we use that to, for lead generation, for, for sales, for all that kind of good stuff. We use Thrivecart to sell and manage um, our upsells and all that kind of good stuff. We use ActiveCampaign for our emails. We just love the automation and how simple it is. Although I'm hearing a lot of really good things of MailerLite. So we'll see what, what, see what that's like, but... I'm too embedded in active campaign to move now. So <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, from there, we use Memberium to manage access to our courses. And then we run our course off a Buddy Boss and Learn Dash combo um, inside of another WordPress site. And that's pretty much our entire tech stack. Sweet. 
Gotcha. Yeah, there is a lot going on there. Um, but yeah. I like quite a few of those, you know. I am, for my website, I'm a WordPress yeah. and Thrive themes. Um, right. For my funnels, I'm a Thrive Cart guy. 500 bucks, mm-hmm. one-off payment, you know, and it does everything. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I originally used SamCart. Right, and I still do, just because I got like some subscriptions on there, and it's I'm making more than yeah. I'm happy. But I'm like, I wish I went right. with Thrivecart. One, it's better. Thrivecart is better. Have you used SamCart at all, Otto? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, yeah. So when we first started, we were using PayPal. And then we realized that like, oh, that's terrible because our conversion rate on the checkout was like super low. So then this is when SamCart was first coming out. So we hopped on the bandwagon, got onto SamCart. And it was great, but like, there's just little things where you just, you can't like there to me. And this, this, I'm going to go into a rant, but like, it doesn't make sense that your customers can't log into a portal and update their credit card information. Like, hello, (laughs) if I'm running a membership business and people got to update their information, like at the time they didn't have that feature. So we're like, what can we do here? You know? And then uh, the reporting is a little buggy. And I mean, it's a, it's a nice layout. It's a nice dashboard compared to some other ones that I've used. But yeah, I know I love ThriveCard. It's super simple. It's the one-time payment. They keep updating it. It works every single time. And the affiliate program um, options there are pretty awesome. You know, my affiliates tend to love it. So it, it's great. Yeah. Um, active campaign. I'm an active campaign guy. I love it myself. There you go. I, I originally there you go. used MailChimp, um, the free version, and I just couldn't do anything yeah. with it. And I'm like, man, to do anything, <laughs> to do anything with me. Yeah, it takes forever. Oh, man. you got to upgrade to their paid one to do anything decent. But then their paid yeah. one isn't as good as ActiveCampaign's paid one. So I'm kind of like, hey, nope. I'm going to go with ActiveCampaign. Um, but like yeah, you, absolutely. I've heard good things about MailerLite. And I believe mm-hmm. they're free up to 1,000 emails. Yeah. So yeah. So they're, they're, they're free up to a, yeah, they're free up to a thousand emails. They have email automations on there. You can do a landing page. So if someone's just starting out, I would probably consider using MailerLite. I haven't used it personally, but I just keep mm-hmm. hearing great things about it from others where it's like, okay, it's probably a serious contender now. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. So I mean, this is where we differ. You know, I, I am a, um, an all in one kind of guy. And not even, yeah. not even like even for the email, mate, just for like the course side of things. For a couple yeah, of years, yeah, yeah. though, I suck at the tech. So like I, uh, you know, I don't know how to use WordPress and that. My virtual assistant does all that. <laughs> um, yeah. But also I did it at one stage. I had it on my website and just mm. this might have been me. It might not have been, you know, what it might have been the plugin I used, whatever. But there was right. a time when, when my website crashed like a couple times. And I'm kind of like, oh. yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this is a bit risky for me because it's kind of like yeah. if my website crashes, now people can't buy, but also they can't log into the courses. So I'm getting hit yeah. from both ways, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At least if I separate it, you know, okay, mm-hmm. if my website crashes, okay, people can't buy, but at least they can still yeah. log in, you know? 
or if I got a funny story for you. Yeah, sure. Um, so we, you know, this is the time when, um, like we were just starting out. Right. And so we were, we were making, you know, we were you know, building our list super fast. We're making tons of money, but like, it was still just a regular WordPress site. We didn't have like a developer team or like, a, we, it was just us, you know, very bare bones and our site got hacked Ooh. and it turned into some kind of like Al Qaeda recruiting page, oh. like everything yeah. on our, yeah. Our whole website was like pretty much just destroyed with like pictures of, you know, just, it was crazy. So yeah, yeah. It, it was nuts. I was like, I logged in people were getting emails like, uh, what's going on here. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to log in and we're like, Oh my God. So we had to tear down our website and I probably spent the entire day rebuilding everything. Yeah. Um, from scratch. And from that point, we realized how important security was. So we figured, you know what, if we're making all this, you know, money, it, it probably beneficial to have some kind of developer on our team full time yeah. uh, to make sure that our server is good, that our security is on point, that everything works, that kind of stuff. So it, it is one of those things where, yeah, those only ones are great because you don't need a developer. You don't need all the tech. Mm-hmm. And so me, like there's, there isn't a problem I can't solve because Google knows the answers. So yeah. I'm patient enough to like Google it and understand it. But then I also have the confidence of knowing that if I do need that extra leg, I have a developer on the team who, you know, right now we're just paying them to manage and host the site. But mm. if there ever is any custom work that needs to be done, they're on top of it, you know? And I think it's just one of those things where many people don't consider that to be their first hire. Mm. But when most of your business is online, it, it's one of the biggest security risks. So, you know, just FYI. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> let's get to some of the, the finishing questions here, Oscar. Uh, I'm Absolutely. curious about your biggest mentors. Now, if you could answer this in three different ways, if you could give us a mentor mm-hmm. that you've paid money to and you've done their coaching program or course or whatever it may be, uh, an unpaid mentor, so you haven't paid mm-hmm. money, but you know you, you follow them on social media, uh, and a book yeah. that you recommend. You already mentioned um, Ask, I believe, by, by Ryan Levesque. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to get all you can give us another one. <laughs> yeah, mentors, <laughs> unpaid and book. Yeah. Okay, so so paid mentors. Um, I love uh, Todd Brown. Uh, Todd Brown is is great the way he approaches marketing, uh, because he approaches marketing from a very high level point of view, but then gives you the actual hows of how to actually approach a lot of different things. So some people might find it a little uh, too high level, but it's honestly really great because you realize that it, it's more so it's about understanding the system and the psychology inside of that system to make it work. And uh, to me, I find that fascinating. So I think Todd Brown and his entire E5 method is pretty on point. It's something that, you know, I would definitely have, I would definitely jump on his email list. I would definitely follow him on social media. Um, And his course is definitely worth it. I don't get paid for his course. So, you know, (laughs) do what you will, right? I'm not an affiliate. Um, Let's see. Um, You said a free mentor who I haven't paid, but I follow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, Instagram, Um, YouTube, podcasts, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think um, in terms of that, <laughs> uh, probably uh, Patrick Bet David um, oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Like he has a big channel called Value Tainment. Yeah. I just love how he just brings it from people on. Um, it's very similar to like you know the, the the Joe Rogan show where he has a lot of different people coming at it. But if you're looking at things from a more business standpoint, I think you know Patrick Bet David has a better way of doing it because um, the way he, he'll look at what's going on with the world and then figure out how it, it applies to business. And I just I like that because I like following the numbers and, and things like that. So to me, it's always fun. I'll tell you a quick thing there, right? So yeah, I, yeah. you're the first to ask this question to everyone, right? Now I've had mm-hmm. 200 episodes on this show or something, right? You're the first yeah. person that's ever mentioned him, right? 
But I stumbled, uh-huh. and I think he's been around for a while. I just stumbled oh, yeah? about a month or two ago. And I'm like, mm. I heard him. He had, he had some athletes on there. He had some mafia people yeah. on there. You know? he, he spoke to Kobe. He spoke to Kobe Bryant. And I'm like, that's all I need. Yeah. That's yeah. all I need. So. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, actually, no, to be fair, I'd seen some of those over the past year. I'd seen this guy with some athletes. And I'd seen him with some mafia people. And I'm like, who is this yeah. guy that I – and he looks interesting. You know, you look at him, I'm yeah. like, is this guy American? Is he Mexican? Is he Arabic? No, or- no, I mean, his, his, his story is amazing. And it's something that, like, hits close to home because, like, you know, my my family came to, to the United States, right? They're Mexican and Guatemalan. His family came from Iran and they escaped, you know, I, th- I believe it was a war going on in Iran back then. And um, his family escaped and he served in, in the U.S. military. And he pretty much, you know, picked himself up from you know, by the bootstraps. And built, I, I believe, one of the largest insurance companies in, in, I believe, Texas or Florida, one of those. I'm totally butchering his story. But the point <laughs> is that you know he's, he's an underdog person who made it happen. And it's just very knowledgeable. And so it's just um, it's inspiring. Number one, it's also motivating. But it's just it's just great to see him kind of continue to to work. And like, I mean, he he last year he made a big deal because he's like, I'll give, you know, Trump and Obama two million dollars each to come on and talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like. Like he's doing really big things um, to kind of just get people to have a conversation about business and politics and issues and things like that. So it's just it's just interesting to me um, to follow him and just, you know, I don't agree with everything he says, but there's a lot of the things that he does where I'm like, I, I, this guy has a lot of respect for me. hundred percent. Yeah. Love him. That's what I, yeah. I just subscribed like a month ago. And then I, and then even the name yeah. of the channel. I'm like, that's a good, yeah. that's a good name. Valuetainment. That's a yeah. good name. I'm like, that's a good yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what his name was though for about a month after that. Oh yeah. This guy, this you know, this this Arabic looking guy, Van Utainment, you know, he's cool. <laughs> his name. And then I just yeah. like a couple of days ago, I'm like, oh that's his and it's a hard name. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Bett David, um, value salmon, man. I definitely recommend that. And as far as books, um, I think one of the best books anyone ever should be able to read, especially if you're like if you just need some, some like motivation to, to, you know, I, I started the, the, this podcast by saying like most men live lives of quiet desperation. Right. And the book that I'm gonna recommend is called endurance by Alfred Lansing. And it talks about the Shackleton expedition to Antarctica back in like the early 1800s. And it's an amazing story of an entire ship whose sole purpose was to try to cross Antarctica got stuck in an ice slab for about two years at sea because they couldn't get off. They survived literally by, <laughs> you know, getting to an abandoned island off the coast of Antarctica, almost freezing. They they took a life raft that had no business being out at open sea. They crossed the mountain range that had never been crossed. And I'm not going to ruin it, but it's an amazing story of perseverance and endurance and it's literally it's one of the books that when i'm reading it it actually brought me to tears and i was like rooting for them while i'm reading this book and the the book is written so well it's written in a documentary format because the author actually went to these individuals and got the real life stories and then put it all together and like just thinking about it just gives me chills man it's one book i 100 recommend okay what was i haven't read it so i'm going to get it on my amazon shopping list right now what was the name of it after It's called Endurance by, um, I believe, Alfred Lansing. So I, the, the, entire, the, the entire name of the book is like Endurance, gotcha. the Shackleton Journey or the story of the Shackleton or something like that. The Shackleton's um, Voyage, it is. Yeah, yeah. Endurance uh, by Alfred Lansing. And um, I'm telling you, man, it's well worth the read, 100%.
Awesome. Added to my shopping list. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, Oscar, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Uh, is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or anything you want to finish this off with? Oh, there's plenty, man. But I think we'd be on here for like another eight hours. So <laughs> I get, I get, I love talking about marketing. I love teaching. Um, so um, no, I think I think we talked about a lot. I think hopefully there's a gold nugget in here for the listeners. Um, but I think it's one of those it's one of those situations where wherever you are in your business, if you're a course creator or thinking about starting a course, you know, definitely follow John on everything he says because he's on point. But take action, man. Take action because there's people out there that need your solution. And it's just a matter of you figuring out your systems, figuring out your angle, figuring out your message, the medium and all that kind of good stuff. And then, you know, don't fall for the shiny objects. Like the stuff that works is old school tested fundamentals. You know, understand your market. What's the problem? Figure out a way to procure a solution, monetize it, and then just tell them about it. You know, and if I could end it with a quote, it would be just to learn, adapt, overcome, and progress. Love it. Awesome. All right, Oscar. Well, thank you very much for your time. Everyone listening, jump on Oscar's email list. Link is in the, uh, the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.